play. Good day, mate. Last time on Roll Guy Roleplay. Once upon a time. See, my brother, uh, I got him back from wherever he had been, but he is not himself. He is, uh... That's me. I'm the brother. Yeah, yeah. His, his body is, is half of his body, actually. Just perfectly 50% of his body is as soft as a gumball that's already been chewed. There's frosting on him, and even if I wipe it off, it comes back. Oi, since we got here, uh, someone that's been in turn with the fairy folk. If we're gonna start a little adventure, we should probably start with uh, the Lady of the Forest. There is a little girl with a red braid in her hair in the woods, currently fighting off a couple of spiders. So you're going to see this small, scared girl suddenly start to transform into this hideous, snarling beast. Oi, uh, I am Florals in Spring, and I am here to tell you that you are actually from the fairy world. And that's why nothing around you or right now looks very familiar. Fairy world? What? I just, I just live there. Where, where am I? What realm is this? Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and I spilled Penang Curry in my bed last night. Oh my god, what a waste of food! Oh man, it was. Oh, it smelled so good throughout the night, though. <laughs> you didn't change your sheets at all? I, I wiped it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I live like a college kid. Just leave me alone. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> My name is Katie, and I play Terry Chapo, and uh, sometimes when I'm depressed, I take a sprig of basil that my rabbits haven't eaten yet, and I sleep with it underneath my pillow, like aromatherapy or something. That was, like, weirdly cute. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, my name's Brandon, and sometimes when I'm depressed, I go to therapy. (sighs) Okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to be rich. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. My bad. That's very uh, privileged. I'm Tisha. And some when I'm depressed, I start hobbies that I have no intention on finishing. Oh, relatable. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I play florals in spring, and when I'm depressed, I don't, I don't even. I just completely shut down. Like I don't do anything. I feel like we're all full of healthy coping mechanisms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my therapist gave me some, but it's just easier to shut down. It's easier to nap. Yeah, like it's, yeah, exactly. Uh, are y'all drinking, or am I the only one drinking? I am. Definitely I drinking. am not drinking, but uh, I have smoked some weed. I am not. Okay. Well, you can't drink because you're dying. I should not. Yeah. yeah, I should not be drinking right oh, now. Oh yeah. Oh no, Chris. I, I hit my head, everybody. I'm okay, but I hit my head. Mm-hmm. Bonk. Going through it, Jesus. And our question for today is coming from uh, Christian. What are y'all listening to as of late? I'll go first. Yes. Yeah. So I have my Spotify playlist. Um, which, by the way, Roll Gay Roleplay has a Spotify playlist that is shared. Everyone can access it. You can even put your own fucking songs on there if you want to. Like, you know, have a fucking field day. It's collaborative. Ooh. Um, Jonathan, we'll delete them. I, I have not deleted. The only songs I've ever deleted are mine. I'm sorry. I have deleted some, but they were from an unknown user, and it was spam, like spam songs okay let's see because i have deleted songs but they were only mine because i like i was like no this this doesn't say jonathan enough so anyway fair enough right now i am listening to kill shot by magdalena bay a really good song a really other another good song is food by uh mia gladstone and then one of the other other good ones I'm listening to is called Trader Joe by Jungle Pussy. I love Jungle Pussy. Yes. Hey, we're looking Pussy. that up on Spotify. Wait, wait, I need to leave mine up so I have an answer. Where'd my pen go? <laughs> Jungle Pussy is something I'm going to be listening to now, though. Google. Jungle Pussy. Wait, maybe not Google. Be very specific. Yeah, right? <laughs> Safe search on. Okay, I'm sorry. And then Kiss Me More by Doja Cat says that even though that song is old, for some reason it still hits really hard with me. <laughs> I love Doja Cat. I do too. I, yeah, so like much. it just hits really fucking hard. So, I'm done. I'll go next. Uh, my 
what I'm listening to changes quite often. Uh, right now, I have been listening to a mix between a playlist of called Covers People Hate, which was <laughs> is a collaborative playlist. What? It started by uh, Nico Rodriguez, and it's just like a bunch of covers of songs. I think they're good, but other people might hate them. And then also <laughs> Belters, what I call Belters. So like Hero by Mariah Carey. Elton John song, Celine Dion, George Michael, just Whitney Houston, Cindy Lauper. Okay. Like just belters, Sounds like gay as hell. Cooking in the kitchen kind of. It's super gay. No. Songs you would sing in the shower or while you're cooking in the kitchen by yourself kind of songs. My music that I'm currently listening to, I don't know. I'm doing a lot of like Dorian Electra, all the gender fuckery. And I've been going into like a Vocaloid territory. So a lot of Kagamine Len. Okay. I've never gone full anime boy, but I guess I'm going that direction. Interesting. You, you know, pick yeah. your voice and pick your pick your justice. Like, I personally can't do Vocaloid because it, it brings out something in me that's... Oh, no, I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm here for it. I stand. You do you. <laughs> yeah, I'm still just listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, I'm still listening to my friend's record collection. Like, we went camping recently, and... There's nothing like just good music, excellent saxophone, and a big lake. That's what I've been listening to. The B-side is just really gorgeous, and it tells a story. And I just really appreciate it all because it's all just before computers got involved, but computers were involved, but they were involved in like an analog kind of way. So like people doing crazy things on like electronic tuning that's that's someone doing that with like a pedal and like a resistor and some shit it's not like a program that you put put the sound in and the album art's incredible i swear the last time we talked about what we were listening to it was also earth wind and fire for you (laughs) it probably was i've literally just been listening to my friend's dad's record collection katie has one record one record that one record earth wind and fire all in all i'm listening i'm listening to two different artists right now I'm listening to Tones and I, who just came out with, well, not just came out, but Welcome to the Madhouse came out recently. That's their new album. And I've been on a Coheed and Cambria, like. Yes! And they just came out with Shoulders, I think is their new single. So they oh, just dropped a new single. I love Coheed and Cambria. I've seen them in concert like four uh, or five times. They're so fucking good. Oh, it's so back, much fun. Back when I was gay and I didn't know why, the lead singer, I wanted to suck his Claudio's dick. Like, oh my so God. fucking hot. Yikes. Jesus. Oh. Really? Oh, yes. so hot. I got to meet him too. He's he's a really, really nice guy. His voice is so like tender and nice and he's just a big teddy bear. I want him to like hold me. Right. But like tight. And then choke me. Anyway, right. uh, oh, you know, keep oh on going. God. I thought it was Coheed and Cambria, but good to know it's Cambria. Actually, it's Cambria. Cambria. And Cambri cheese, yeah. Cambri cheese. Okay. Is the lead singer the one with the hair? Yes. And that's the one that you were like gay lusting over. Absolutely. You, knew you were gay. One of them. Yeah, I think any lead male singer from like that era really had my eye. Like I was interested in Claudio. I was listening to like the lead singer of Simple Plan. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds yeah. great. Gerard Way. I had a range it. of. If if you could sing in a higher whiny tone back in that time, I was probably attracted Absolutely. to you. Brandon Yuri, Patrick Stump. <laughs> Patrick Stump, I actually hit on in a mosh pit once. Uh, oh, my oops. God. Didn't know it was him until he was on the stage and they, like, said, like thanked him. I was like, oh. oh. Oh, my God. I'm telling my friend who's, like, obsessed. Yeah, it was at a Lucky Boys Confusion show back in the day. We didn't need to talk so much about hot men, but we did. Speaking of hot men, we have some that are going to play some characters now. <laughs> you better come up with a segue. Very nice. Yeah, so do we remember what happened last time? It was the first episode. I honestly had to go back and listen to remember. Yeah, totes. So we, what's their names? Uh, uh, Edith and Humphrey went to go see Veranda Pasterly. And she was obviously no help because she's a cold-hearted ice queen. Mm-hmm. So then she mentioned that uh, Florals in Spring, it, but you can call him Cleo, um, is a very successful and very um, knowledgeable person when it comes to the Fae Wilds and fairy tales. So they went to go visit him. He was very intrigued by Humphrey. And then uh, we learned that Humphrey came into contact with Fairy Godmother, right? Was Fairy Godmother? Yeah. 
Yeah, Fairy Godmother, who we have kind of low-key deemed like an entity that's well-known. Um, so he brought out some really badly drawn drawings of the Fairy Godmother, but apparently they were impeccable because Humphrey knew exactly who the fuck we were talking about. And then uh, we decided that we were going to go and meet one of my connects, one of my skinny legends, uh, to get back into the fairy world. Upon doing that, we were at the edge of the forest and we met Cherry Chapa, who was fighting some nasty ass fuck ass fighters. We quickly took them down and then we met Cherry Chapo, who has a, um, a secret that's not really a secret because she fought in her werewolf costume. That's not really a costume, it's her alter ego. And then we went to the house where my skinny legend connect was not there because she was there, but she was also dead. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. That is where we left off. I am absolutely here for the pronunciation of Sherry Chapeau. <laughs> Sherry Chapeau. <laughs> I think that's how, um, I think that's how Florals is Rings want to say it. Sherry? Oh my god, oh, yeah. I love it. Like, Sherry, like you cook with. Yeah, it's cooking Sherry. Sherry. What are you cooking, Sherry? <laughs> so yes, you have. You are now in Scurvy Summers, was her name? Scurvy. Okay, thank you. You are in Scurvy's house right now. She is on the floor. Why don't you guys roll a perception check and I can tell you a little bit more. Immediately, Florals and Spring says, or ignore, and now he wants to do perception check. Ooh, Cherry. (laughs) That was a good perception check, bitch. Yeah, I got a dirty 20. Okay. I did very good for Humphrey. I got an 11. Hey. 22. And Florals and Spring got a 17. Cool. So here's what you see. You can see that Scurvy's body is on the ground face down. In the house itself, there are papers scattered across the table and on the floor. There's herbs and potions that have been knocked over. There's glass everywhere. Uh, The place has clearly been rummaged through, but you don't really see anything obviously missing. So you've got a body that you can look at. You've got the table that you can look at. Florals florals and spring would like to do an inspection of the body to see maybe how they were killed. Like, was it by a supernatural creature? And if it was, like, maybe a fairy or some shit like that, maybe yeah. you could figure it out. Uh, well, go ahead and do I... an investigation or medicine, but what ahead, what else, what's up, Tisha? Can I tell how long they've been dead? That one would be medicine for sure. All right. I have advantage on investigation checks, so I can roll an 18. Okay. I got 12 on medicine. There's no bruises or any physical trauma on the body. No foam at the mouth. Yeah, with your medicine roll, you can tell that she's been dead at least a day, maybe two. Okay. Does it look like foul play at all? Or did she... Does it seem like... Is homegirl... Is she old? Uh, not old enough to the, for this to have made sense to be natural causes. I mean, I guess any age can be natural causes, but I would... Right. Would Katie consider them old? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. We'll never let it go. Kate. If you're older than two years than me, old. Congratulations. Sorry, I don't make the rules. Uh, what about Arcana? Can I see if there was magic involved? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, that's a natural one. Yikes. Someone want to help out there? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. I, I, I see what you're trying to do here, Florals, but maybe I can help out. Or thank you. As she casts Detect Magic, she holds up and drinks out of her coffee cup that says Realm's Best Magic Detector on it. Okay. Great. I think I can help. And she casts Detect Magic. For the duration, you can sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in that area that bears magic. And you learn its school of magic, if any. Okay, then you, you are certain that she was killed using magic. There are potions and things strewn about. I don't know that they would have any magical auras about them. But there's also some illusion magic on the floor underneath the bed. I, I think Humphrey walks up to the center of the room and, and just kind of looks at everyone going, I'm not, uh, I've spent a lot of time in the, in the fair realm, so I'm not 100% up to date on how y'all go about crimes and such but isn't there some sort of like 
real world version of the fairy police we can call if there's a dead fucking body on the floor i'm afraid it seems that you may be a little bit confused because this is clearly done by magic and as you know the real world that we live in currently today doesn't quite believe in um magic so they would uh do away with the body and the evidence before we are able to get to the bottom of this problem no the police force is super trustworthy i'm sure if we can't trust them who can we trust um, speaking as a black person, I have to finally <laughs> reject that information that you just gave me right now. I hate, like, police racism exists in this world that we created. <laughs> and then um, Florals and Spring says, Sir, has anyone found anything that may uh, lead to us finding who may be the culprit of this problem? Edith takes another drink out of her coffee cup facing Florals and Spring. <clears throat> like you turned on your heels when you did that <laughs> yeah well why yes my good son i have found that this body was murdered by magic okay and also there's some kind of like illusion uh underneath that bed there if you want to check that out it's illusion so you know just put in your head that it's not real and then maybe just you know, do things you wouldn't normally do. I am going to try and wrench the bed away from the wall. Okay. The bed is not heavy enough that it's going to do a strength check, so you can move the bed. Uh, it looks okay. like there's a rug underneath the bed. I'm going to... Uh... Who puts a rug under a bed? Maybe just reach your hand through the rug. Like, pretend, like, maybe the rug's an illusion. Just, like, stick your face into the rug. Like, a carpet... Like, if you were going to eat it, like, munch yeah. on the carpet or something. So, like, maybe it's a pie. <laughs> Florals and Spring. I hate you. Florals and Spring is going to do a running cannonball onto the rug. Okay. I mean, I said eat it, not dive in, but, you know, some Look people here. don't like <laughs> At least spit on it first. I got to get some dice then for that. To get dice for him to cannonball onto a... Yeah, because it's probably a fucking punchy pit or something. Maybe shit. it's a mimic. Jumping up into it and landing on his bare ass, I can tell you firsthand it's going to do some fucking damage. So Florals is like, oh, no, just... I found the portal. The, the portal? <laughs> it, was, I... it was your anus all along, huh, <laughs> Florals? Oh Maybe God. the real portal is the anus we found along the way. <laughs> yes, Florals jumps up and the cottage actually goes up into Florals' anus. That's... We found Sorry. it, the fairy realm. Our new setting. <laughs> so what happens after I do my cannonball into the... Um... Um, so here's what happens. You do a running jump, dive ass first, and you land directly on the ground, bruising your tailbone and doing four damage. You did sink below the rug. However, you didn't sink very far and still landed on something very hard. So I say, well, friends, it seems that this is not the portal. It seems that um, maybe there was some magical mischief that is keeping us from being able to get through the portal. So I am going to lift this uh, rug back and hopefully someone has some kind of magic that can help us in this situation. Man, always diving in right away instead of just giving a little tickle first. If you would have just stuck your fingers in there. Oh maybe, my god. Maybe we wouldn't be Andrew. in the predicament. Okay, uh, let me see if I can look through the illusion. So, Florals pulls the uh, rug back. Does anything happen to me? No, nothing happens to you. It does look like just a normal wood floor like the rest of the room, but if you put your hand where you landed, you can see your hand go a little bit below it. I'm trying to think if you can dispel magic just by finding out that something's magic, and I don't think that's uh, the case. Hold but... on, hold on one second. You said the words dispel magic. Uh, I'm gonna cast dispel magic. There we go. Oh my That's God. what we needed. You've had this entire I'm so sorry. Time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I bruised my ass for you. <laughs> I will just say that Cherry is like attached to Edith because Edith is older. <laughs> Oh. You okay, Katie? Oh. Yeah, Edith is older and she's quite experienced um, when it comes to <clears throat> magic. All right, so Edith cast the spell magic. Yes, on that area that that Florals kind of sunk into. 
That's great. You dispel the magic, and a four-foot by four-foot metal safe door appears embedded in the floor. So that's what you landed on, Cleo. And instead of a numeric code, there's five columns on there with letters on them. So that's a code that you will need to crack. Jesus. I immediately type in, uh, how do we change the letters? It's a cylinder, basically. So you're scrolling up and down on it, and the letters right. will change. Can I, I put in the word fairy? Uh, it does not move. Damn. Maybe try butts. <laughs> nice. Or if you tap in a, a, an eight and then two zeros and then another eight and you turn the book upside down, it says boob. <laughs> okay, okay. Is this Chris's puzzle or is this Gervie's puzzle? I can tell you, you don't have enough information to know what this is yet. And you may not be able to open this in this episode even. Mm. Or, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, this is something that you just found because of Tisha casting a spell. And while this is important, not something you're going to be able to solve right now unless you've got a lucky guess in you. And so far, it's not boobs or fairy. Or butts. My penis. How big is this chest? Uh, it's a square in the ground that's four foot by four foot. Okay. And so when you would open it, it would open upwards and whatever's inside would be underneath. So you're on the ground on your knees, like changing the letters. I type into this codex Grim. That would be so good. However, it does not open. God damn it! <laughs> How many does it have? Like a specific number of letters? Five. Five. And we don't see this being like any indication where it's like a mastermind situation where there's an indication that there's like a positive or negative answer, like letters stick if they're right, kind of thing. Correct. Edith goes over and searches the dead body. Okay. Like pocket necklaces and kind of thing. Investigation, please. What, see, now you're just looting the corpse. Investigating the corpse. Gotcha. Uh, For I got a dirty one. <laughs> Yikes. I just grabbed their boobs on accident. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Let me, let me just walk away. I'm, not, I'm so sorry. Realm's best boob grabber. Realm's best boob no, grabber. No, she hides that cup. Chris? Yeah. I would like to investigate, but Cherry isn't from this world. Is there anything like that she would notice that the others wouldn't have? Like this paradigm shift reveals something to her that the others wouldn't have thought. Is that a possibility? Like maybe you have advantage. I don't think it would come into play on this role, but I think it is going to come into play quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The florals and spring goes to the table. Oh. Like, do I get advantage on this stuff because I know this person? Sure, I'll give you advantage on this. Go ahead and roll an, an investigation with advantage. I already have fucking advantage. Can I get it like just a full natural 20? <laughs> yeah, can you just give me a pass? <laughs> can I just do oh, it? Oh, I rolled a dirty 20. That works. Nice. On the table itself, there is you know papers and notes scattered everywhere. Her notes are spread out. She's got her date book there as well. You can see that she had a lunch date yesterday at noon. With a person named Rory, R-O-R-Y. Like Doctor Who? Yes, like Doctor Who. <gasps> oh, I loved Rory. I'm gonna start. Cry- I'm gonna start crying. Like, and there's also uh, among the table there's uh, gold and silver pieces scattered about as well. So there's that. There's two glasses of wine on the table that they've been like tipped over, and just all of her notes randomly scattered on the ground as well. So someone has clearly been searching for something on there. One of the notes that uh, you take notice of, aside from the lunch date, was a note that is saying that there has been an increase in unwilling crossovers from the fairy world to ours. Mm. Most creatures aren't even aware until after arriving. It's gone beyond creatures, and people are starting to show up. Either a rift has formed between the two worlds, or someone is deliberately evicting creatures from their world. Also, having trouble accessing the fairy world. Not sure if it's blocked, but I'll need to find another way in. Um, I, t- I show the letter to everyone, and especially Humphrey, and I say, um, Humphrey, would you happen to know anything about this letter? No, I'm not, uh, I'm not super familiar with portals and such. My entrance into the fairy world was, uh, could be on, on part of some sort of trickery, but I, I do believe it's probably mostly my fault, in fact. I think Cherry is going to recognize this as, like, the reason that she's here. This this is probably why I don't recognize anything. I'm not... This isn't where I'm supposed to be. Arnor and uh, Cherry, 
Do you happen to know if who is the one that escorted you out of your realm? No, like, I don't know any of these trees. Like, I was just here. I didn't pass out or fall asleep or anything. Or, so you're saying, you're saying that probably you were escorted out of your realm by magic? I don't like the word escorted. Or she just walked through some sort of portal. I don't know. I don't really know much about the this uh, quote-unquote fairy world. Uh, I assume it's real because this person here is saying she's from it. And my brother said that that's where he was trapped for the last, you know, however long. So maybe if we go back to where Cherry showed up, where she first noticed the weird trees, maybe we'll find the portal. Uh, possibly, but also, um, we need to talk about this Rory person, and maybe they happen to know if, um, what scurvy was on, on to, before they passed away, and why were they having lunch? Well, sometimes around midday you start to get a little hankering for something. Eve would immediately take a bite out of your shoulder. But... Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to beat me first. Yikes. <laughs> Floral's in spring is not that kind of girl. So Floral looks at you and says, Yes, you may be onto something, but unfortunately, I think there was something more to it because the resulting lunch ended in her death, and we must figure out what happened. I think what my dear brother here is alluding to is that people usually get hungry around lunch, so I don't know what time yeah, she it is. Gets it. But maybe we should go find this lunch spot, and maybe this Rory is there. And maybe we could have some lunch. And also have some lunch. But also look for Rory at this same lunch spot. And he's got to get, or Rory, I'm not sure what their pronouns are, but Rory's got to get hungry as well. So maybe we find some lunch spot and ask about Rory. Okay, uh, I think that's a fantastic idea. I would also like to, as Florals in Spring, I want to do just one more scan of the of Scurvy and then one more scan of the cottage just to see if there's anything useful. Because you said there's potions all over the place. And I would like to see if there's anything on her person that would be of use to us and if there's anything in the cottage that would be of use For to sure. us. For sure. Especially me being a potion master. All right, go ahead. I want to see if Cherry can, like, smell anything. So Ooh. I'll just say that, like, maybe she's, like, upset about being torn from her world. So she's trying to figure out if she can find anything that, rec- like, that reminds her of home. So maybe she's got, like, her wolf snout out and she's, like, sniffing for something. Okay. That one, Katie, do a nature check with advantage on. And then, Jonathan, you can yes. roll investigation for your rolls. Can you change it. just parts of your body to wolf? If she's angry. And she's technically raging right now. That's so cool. Right? So, like, all of a sudden, she's, like, going to come in for the slap, but then turns to, like, a wolf claw. (laughs) Right? That's very, like, Bungo Stray Dogs. Taking your life. (laughs) She went from crying to taking your life. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 15. Okay. We will start with florals, then. Cleo, you search the body one more time and find actual pockets, not just boobs. And there is a note in there along with a pickup slip. The pickup slip is from the shop called Odds and Ends, which you recognize to be a shop in town. Uh, the pickup date was yesterday evening, uh, so but you still have the pickup ticket, so you know it's not been picked up yet. And there's a note from the sender that says, Hoping you can help. It clearly doesn't belong here. Well, mates, it seems that we may be on tour our first clue to figure out what happened to our dear friend Scurvy. Cherry. Mm-hmm. You can smell so there are a bunch of fresh herbs oh that was the other thing cleo you would notice this too there are fresh herbs all throughout the outside like there's a complete herb garden if you want to uh harvest anything i don't think scurvy will be using them anytime soon so you can collect quite a few herbs or ingredients that you might need for later on i take all of it (laughs) right all the potions seem to have been either knocked over or tipped over there's like remnants of potions left but nothing's labeled so if you are taking anything you're taking a risk on it but I'm I'm very willing to give anybody random potions if you want. I do have a list of random potions already ready for everyone. I feel like as Cleo was picking herbs, Humphrey is kind of walking behind him, pointing out which ones will give you diarrhea because he's been lost in the woods eating plants for like the past 20 oh years. <laughs> I can't with you. Like Jumanji. Herbs from here 
or from the Feywild. You do recognize some of the herbs to be from your world, Katie. They smell very familiar. Some of them smell very familiar and some of them do not. There's some indoors, especially the ones on the windowsill, seem to be coming from the fairy world, whereas the outdoor ones are coming from our world or their world. She's going to pick up all of those. Cool. You've got a bunch of good ingredients that you can use for things. And um, we'll, we'll, we may name those ingredients later, but not now. Don't eat that one. That one's called the devil's butthole. <laughs> um, I look to everyone and I say, Sore friends, I do believe that we should uh, first go and find this package at the odds and ends store that was supposed to go to Scurvy and see exactly what it is. Do you all agree? Can we get lunch first? Yes, I think that we can also get lunch while we're on the way. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. Do you mind uh, florals? I I don't mean this to sound insensitive. There's a lot of potions here. Feels like it would be a waste if we don't maybe take some. Do you mind or is that insensitive? I completely agree. I believe that Scurry would want us to use her, her work to the best of its abilities and not let it just go to waste. So, um, let's take a few of these random potions. Are any of the bottles labeled? Nope. They're all random. All of them are not not labeled. You are just guessing. Are there colors associated in the bottles, or are they just, like, not see-through? Yeah, there's 20 different colors. Just happens to be 20 different colors. Humphrey's gonna grab a purple one, because their favorite flavor is grape. And he's gonna just pop it up and take a sip. Okay, roll a d20 for me. Oh, nat 20. Okay. I must use this time to get a nat 20. <laughs> yeah, really. You take a sip of it and realize that it is oil. Just pure oil. Like cooking oil or like greasing oil? It's oil of slipperiness. So something that could be useful to you, but definitely not something you wanted to drink. Your mouth is very slick now. The worst grape soda I've ever had. <laughs> um, so can I interject with an interesting fact? Yes. So did you know that if you are vegan, you cannot take the Eiffel Tower elevator because when the elevator was constructed, they use like beef tallow or something as like the lubricant. And they haven't been able to find a modern (laughs) equivalent that has the same mechanical properties that will work and, you know, be reliable. And so if you're vegan and you want to go to the top of the Eiffel Tower, you cannot take the elevator because... It's not vegan. It uses animal products. You can't even if you're vegetarian, technically, I don't think. That's crazy. Interesting. That's also weird because you can't use the ice skating rink inside because that's not ice. It's just frozen beef fat. <laughs> All right. If if anybody else is going to be just willy-nilly drinking these potions, I'm going to go ahead and just aid y'all. Uh, and she casts aid. It bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve. Choose up to three creatures within range. Each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration, which is eight hours. Okay, cool, because I'm also, uh, Florals and Spring is very action first, speak later. And so Laura's <laughs> is going to take a swig of a potion as well. Great. Roll me a d20. And this is going to be a two. Woof. All right. Just for the record, I'm not saying that all of these aren't edible, but what you've gotten so far. Not edible. (laughs) You take a sip and it is foul tasting, very uh, alcoholic, but not in a good way, more like rubbing alcohol. This is just a vial of eau de grotesque perfume. Ew. It's literally just a really gross smelling perfume. And now your breath smells like it. I want to say, or nor. Um... And I try spinning it out, but also, like, I stick it in my purse because I know that this is, like, super expensive and super exclusive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes things that are expensive are worse. (laughs) Absolutely. Look at the entire Gucci 2020 collection. So I said what I said. Edith is going to take two of them. She's not going to drink them. She's just going to try to, like, investigate them. But she just wants she wants to grab two. Okay. Roll two D20s for me, and then ten. you can investigate, and I can tell you something. Ten and seven. She uncorks them and smells them, and then sticks her eye, like, looking in the hole. That's what she said. Okay. So the first one, you open it, give it a sniff, 
Um, and it has a distinct rose smell to it. Um, it's bubbling. Uh, and you stick your eye into it. Roll an investigation for me. Let's just see what you get. Uh, 19. Yeah, that's good enough. You can see inside the pink liquid that one of the bubbles in the middle is shaped like a heart. Okay. And so that is the pink potion that you have. And then the other one... What do you guys think that heart one is? It's a love potion, right? I don't no, know. It's probably a platonic friendship potion. <laughs> oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> it's a sit five feet apart in a hot tub potion. Because they're not gay. <laughs> uh, okay, so inside the second vial that you have is a dark red liquid. It doesn't smell like anything in particular. You can't really discern anything from it other than its deep red color, but you believe it is quite a magical item. And attached to the vial itself is a needle. Oh. It's blood. A needle? Yeah. That one's probably a love potion. Yeah, the needle's been taped there. It's not something that this potion or vial would come with normally, but it's something that scurvy taped there for a reason. Ooh, is there anything in the needle? Uh, no, the needle is unused. It is not hollow. It's more like a sewing needle. Oh. I was thinking syringe. Okay, it's just a needle. Correct. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but I'm just about ready for lunch. Humphrey takes another swig of his oil as he walks out the door. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> then, if you guys are leaving, um, you guys can. You guys can always come back to this. This is not a place that's going to disappear. Uh, at least you won't think a cottage would disappear. So, since now you're walking to a lunch stop trying to find your Rory and the package and all that fun stuff, it's a good time for the gay agenda. Circus and clowns, but they're sad. Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our newest Patreon members, talk about our sponsors or ads, and give you any updates on the show. So first, thank you to our newest Patreon members, Tim, Shadow Hearth, and Justin. Hope you're enjoying all the episodes you have and your new dice are rolling well for you. If you are one of our newest Patreon members and have not heard your name yet, don't worry, we are going to get to you. These are just recorded a few weeks in advance. So thanks for all the support. And if you want to check out what we have on Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. Wow, did you hear that voice crack? That was uh, intimidating and also sexy. Speaking of our Patreon, we are going to have a live event happening on October 30th for our Patreon members. Any tier, so everyone is invited if you are a subscriber to our Patreon. It will be on our Discord. There is an event set up there right now, and there's also a post on our Patreon in case you need to know. But it will be on October 30th at 4.30 Eastern. I got there. Also, next week is our Halloween episode. So we're going to be straying away from the cursed storyline, and we're actually going to have a one-shot with our former characters, Eve, Benny, Tara, and Jet, along with a couple of, you know, friends, including Hogum. Hogum's going to come back and join us. So, yeah, next week is going to be a special Halloween episode. Just fun one-shot for everybody. I mean, I think it's a blast. I had so much fun recording it. Oh, I had so much fun recording it. So episode three of Cursed will be back the following week, which I think is November 7th. That's it for the gay agenda. Now back to the show. Chris, take it away. Thanks, Chris. Jonathan, when do you want to do the potion creation thing that you do? Because we need to introduce that at some point. Is it like at, is it like in the mornings? Uh, yeah, I, I thought I was going to do them in the, yeah, whenever, uh, after a long rest. Cool. But I would say, I would imagine that I already have some potion. I have at least one potion on me right now, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, you probably have already created one for the day. All right, and you tell me what it is, right? Yes, you will know which one you get. Okay, so I have one, and I rolled an 11. So this is just something that uh, Florals in Spring can do, is create one potion every day. But it is a completely random potion, and I have decided what the random potions are. And so the potions that you guys just received are also part of that list that I have kind of rotating objects each time you guys get something. And now I'm going to replace number 11, right? Yes. So the potion that you currently have is a vial that has a green mint plant in it. It's a light green color. You have made yourself a mojito for the day. <laughs> God damn it. See, I'm not even going to write that fucking shit down. You shouldn't have let me do it. <laughs> you should have made the list. I made the oh, list. God. <laughs> mojito sounds really good. Well, I mean, like, right? what am I going to do? How is that going to save us from the fairy godmother? Maybe you could offer it to her. By the way, I'm just assuming the fairy godmother's a bad person. That's, yeah. She's my patron. 
So yeah, she's I mean, a bad person. <laughs> I mean, when you are inebriated, you become more brave. So that's right? true. Your inhibitions drop. So it's kind of like raging as a barbarian. You're right. Right? Yeah, it's a delicious and strong mojito. Though I don't know if feeding the little girl alcohol is smart. Oh, it'll calm me right down. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you have all of your potions and vials and all that fun stuff, you can make your way to... We'll put the restaurant right next to Odds and Ends, make this a little bit easier. So the first lunch spot you see is Big Papa's Tacos. There's a hostess standing out front behind a podium, and she says... Welcome to Big Papa's Tacos. You want to eat in or eat out? Side. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, Hello, ma'am. Yes, we would definitely like to uh, dine within your uh, restaurant, please. Actually, I would prefer to eat out if that's all all good with you, but... Our next table will be about 20 minutes. Uh, It will be outside, so you can eat out when you come back. Or if you want, you can go sit at the bar inside until your table's ready. Just just one moment, ma'am. Let me uh, discuss with my party. Hey, y'all. So we kind of need to just at least at this establishment find out if they know who Rory is. So if somebody wants to stay, get a drink, ask the locals if they know who Rory is. Maybe we should do that and the rest of us could go to the shop. Or if we want to stick together, I'm, I'm okay with that too. I think that that's a fantastic idea. Um, I will be the one to go to the shop and go pick up Scobie's belongings. And then we can all reconvene back at uh, the restaurant, if you would like. No, nah, I, don't, I don't mind making a few friends. I can be quite sociable. I'll, uh, I'll take care of this here restaurant. As you say that, Florals and Spring, like, grabs your wrist and says, Or oh, no, I'm free. I think it'd be best if you came with me so that just in case, since you are also in tune with the Fairy Wild, maybe you can provide some insight on our thing that we're getting for scurvy. Doesn't the little one live in the fairy world? Uh, if that it's floats your boat. And so I drag Humphrey out of the uh, restaurant. <laughs> okay, we will let you two go off to the store uh, odds and ends, and I guess Cherry and Edith will make their way into the bar? Sure. You look a little young to be sitting at the bar, though. I'm, like, really hungry. Can I, like, eat peanuts or something? Yeah, sweetie, don't worry about it. I'll go get you a bowl of something. Hang on. She's going to flip her basket over and sit on it like a booster chair, and she's going to, like, shovel peanuts. She's so hungry. Perfect. Edith, you get up to the bar. There is a bartender there and a single man sitting at the bar having a beer, minding his business. Yeah, what can I get you? Something to drink? What's that man over there having? He's having just a local lager. You want to try something local? A local lager. Actually, I mean, do you have any, uh, do you have any hurricanes? That would be great. I can. I can make a hurricane, absolutely. The bartender will start making a hurricane, and instead of using a normal mixing glasses, it's oh, in God. a cylindrical tube with a <laughs> little opening at the top, pouring all the ingredients in. It takes the tube and then screws it into something underneath the bar and starts shaking vigorously. Right, you use peach brandy in that, right? That was peach? Oh, I can, uh, yeah, you know what? It was not. Let me undo it real quick. Hang on. Eddie. Actually, just just make it just straight up peach brandy. I would, I think I would prefer that. You want just peach brandy? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you're doing. It's all fancy. Oh, over there. I mean, that was. I'm, I don't, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've been in, in a tavern recently, but uh, this is how all drinks are served. This is how, this is how we serve drinks at all bars. Okay. Yeah, no, I have not had a drop of liquor uh, oh. Since I joined my church, where you know liquor responsibly, and some people you know aren't responsible with liquor, so we just avoid it. Peach brandy, yeah, then. just just peach? peach brandy. Sure, okay. Uh, he, uh, yeah. uh, he grabs a different cylindrical tube, pours peach brandy directly into the tube, screws it into something underneath the bar, lifts it up, and he has a uh, a water gun that he pumps and pumps and says, "All right, uh, open your mouth. Here it comes." Uh, uh, is is it? Uh, okay. She opens her mouth. And then as he shoots, the gun goes pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Peach Brandy hits your mouth. That's pew, 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 pew. Is that enough? Are you good? Oh, I hate. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Did I, get, did I get your nose a little bit? I didn't mean to. A little, little oh. bit. It was. Okay. <laughs> I was not expecting oh. that. Um, yeah, I'll dress my crosshairs. So my, my, my aim may be a little off. Maybe, maybe a little bit less pressure next time. Maybe don't pump it. 
<laughs> so much. much pump? Okay. Yeah, maybe just one pump. Turn it down. One got pump it. next time. One pump. One yeah. Pump. <laughs> one pump, Charlie. Got it. Okay. But thank you. And she puts a copper on the table for him. Thank you much. Also, I'll buy. Hey, sir, yeah. you look like you know what you're doing here. Maybe I'll get one of what you're drinking uh, for me and my compatriot here. And uh, I'll get your next one, too. So, sir, three of uh, the local loggers, please. Non-shotgunned. Oh, how, how else do you? How else can I serve it? And you see the man just taking a handheld oh water gun, putting it in his mouth and drinking the lager. Oh, God. We're not escaping this. This was Our- Patreon decided. <laughs> well, I guess three small... What is that? A, a pistol? Three small pistols. Please don't yeah. use the word piss. Three small pistols of your your local lager, please. Sure thing. Three lager pistols. You got it. And he'll uh, load them up, plug the holes, pass them out. That's what she said. And the man will uh, hold up his little pistol and shoot both of them in his mouth now. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. I hate this. If you want to drink it, you got to do the noise. Pew, 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 pew. Cheers, good sir. Do you, do you want to do cheers for me, with me? Sure, I'll cheers with you. Cheers to... What is it, Monday? Tuesday? <laughs> you know, there is an old cheers in, in in my family that I could say, unless you, Terry, have a cheers that you'd like to say. I just, I'd like to get back home. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's not a very good cheers. Uh, that's kind of depressing. It's supposed to be funny. Uh, so, you know, maybe, let me tell you mine, and maybe you can next time just take note how it kind of, it's funny. Cheers to panties. And then let's clink our pistols. They're not the best thing in the world, but they're damn close to it. Uh, Cherry is going to hold up her glass and say, cheers to farts. Nice. Because what she thought was funny was you saying the word panty. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, getting there. <laughs> cheers to farts. Okay. All right. Hey, sir, you know what? <laughs> I'm looking for a buddy of mine, Rory. Do you know him? Oh, Rory, yeah, he comes in here almost every day for lunch. Is he here right now? Um, no. He should be in soon, though. It's about time. Maybe another ten minutes or so. He'll be here soon. Alrighty. Do you mind pointing him out when he comes in? Sure, I'll I'll yell at him. You want me to tell him over? Yeah. As soon as he comes in, we're going to be focusing on our uh, pistol shotgun drinks. Mm -hmm. So thank you. And she's going to eat her peanuts. Apparently, I'm going to be double shot, double pistol in as well. I love the dog like she's drinking her pistol. Um, my mom says that I shouldn't drink alcohol because then my brain won't grow. Yeah, I don't think that's true, honey, but that's fine. I'm not sure how, like, halfling physiology works, but, like, she is, like, 12. I know. (laughs) What's the drinking age in this fantasy world? Nobody checked ID, so. No, we didn't. That's true. Okay, so while you are waiting at the bar and chatting up the locals, we will go to Cleo and Humphrey on their way to Odds and Ends. So Odds and Ends is a rainbow-decorated shop, very prideful, very flamboyant, stuff and shit all over the windows and doors. You know how we do. I'm, I'm assuming you guys go inside, right? We're not inspecting shit just to go inside the shop? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. immediately Florals and Spring is walking inside. So Odds and Ends is a shop that has, you know, what it sounds like, odds and ends, things everywhere. You are greeted by a six-foot-eight drag queen wearing go-go boots and a beehive-styled wig. So really, it's more like seven-foot-two with all of that. She's got a very big presence. She's human, around 40-ish. She's wearing a monochrome dress, uh, go-go boots, very, like, 60s fashion. Okay. Love it. I'm living. Right? Well, sauce my buns. Welcome to Odds and Ends. My name is Ivona Hamburger. Hi, uh, good day, mate. Uh, I'm Florals in Spring, but you can call me Cleo. And this is my good friend, Umfrey. Where's Rory? Nice to meet y'all. Rory, you say? Well, he doesn't shop here too often, but he's a man in town, I know, sure. Oi, awesome. Uh, That's uh, really good to know. Um, also, I have this ticket, uh, to pick up something for, uh, one scurvy, and I show her the ticket. Oh, for scurvy, of course. Let me see that ticket. She did get something in. Nice of y'all to help such a sweet lady out. How's she doing? 
she's dead. What? Gasps and holds her hand to her chest, grabbing pearls that are not there. Yeah, <gasps> we uh we took a bunch of potions from her place and tried to open up her chest, but we I, couldn't. Uh, are y'all saying y'all killed her? Cause I'm fixing to call the guards or someone. I told you there were police. I, I looked I at you. um. I look at <laughs> uh, I look at Ivana Hamburger, and I say, "Oh no, um." So my dear friend Umfrey, he um, as you can see, uh, he's still working on his cosplay costume, and half of what we're doing right now, he's in a murder mystery party with Scurvy, and Scurvy has pretended to be Deed, uh, while we uh, are trying to find the culprits, and while we're getting ready for the murder mystery party that um, Scurvy is decorating for right now, we are here to pick up her items. She's really good at pretending to be dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's a really good actress. I'm sure you wouldn't know that because, like, she's so busy um, working on other things. But, yeah, she's also a really good actress. Well, I'm glad she's all right. Gave me quite a start there. And, honey, darling, that makeup sure is something. I don't know how you got those prosthetics to stick, but it's impressive. I know. Aren't they amazing? Absolutely great. And as I uh, say that, I, um... I feel like Humphrey goes to talk, but then your hand slams over his mouth. I was going to say, like, literally, I, like, just push Humphrey out of the picture. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Okay. Now, why don't I grab this package for you, and and y'all can look around and see if anything catches your eye. All right. um, As you, as, as Ivana Hamburger uh, is leaving, I look dead at Humphrey, and I say, Humphrey, if you did not know, uh, we are still in the real world, and I know understand that there may be some pleasantries and the pageantry that you are not accustomed to uh, while you are here, but we do not talk about murder so lightly around the real world, so please, you know, have a little tact. I'm, I'm not. Oh, okay. Was that Rory? You almost got us into jail. <laughs> For a crime that we did not commit. Okay. So let me do the talking and you can do the listening. And then as I feel more comfortable with you and our party, you can then begin, you know, doing your own sleuthing. But for right now, let me handle it, please. Okay. I mean, I wanted to go to the restaurant, but that's fine. Oh, thank you. It's just I also don't trust you at the restaurant because you are very ahead of yourself. You said you are very social, but you almost got us sent to jail right now. You could be social in jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> With that, Florals and Spring like neck snaps the other way and says, "Okay." <laughs> uh, Ivana will come back in, stomping the runway, coming back with a package. And, uh, <laughs> the package is about the size of a shoebox, and uh, she says, "Here's your package. It is a bit loud. It hasn't turned off since it arrived. So surprised it has such a good battery life." Inside the package, you hear. What's going on? Let me out of here. What we got something going on here? <laughs> I love it. I look at Ivana Hamburger and I say, oh, 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 thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I drop the package in my purse and then I say, Ivana, just in case, when are you going to be performing next? Maybe we can see one of your live shows. Of course. I host a drag show here on Friday nights and we got a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Y'all come back for that. Oh, that's fantastic. We would love to join you and maybe give you some tips uh, so that you can continue being a great drag queen. Yes. Well, ain't that exciting. Here, take a flyer. She hands you a flyer. I uh, take the flyer and I also drop that in my purse. I say, well, oh my God, um, thank you. Do you happen to have anything else worth purchasing? Uh, maybe that we can take a gander as uh, before we leave and pay um, patronage to your business. I just want to see if there are any items that look, any other items that look out <laughs> of this world here. Ooh. Do you want to do like a investigation? Yeah. All right. I can do that. Love I it. I can Dora that. Dora. Or... <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not me trying to make fun of an Australian accent. I just love it so fucking much. And what's this? All right. A 14. Okay. There's an item that we've been sent that I kind of want to incorporate. I'm just trying to think if this would make sense to be incorporated here. Because they're a candy, so they could be from another realm. It, is, it the, is, it, is it from Seth? Yeah. I'm ready. I, I, I'm buying them. I'm buying all of them. Okay. 
There's only one bag that stands out as otherworldly, and it is a bag of criddles. <laughs> they are a rainbow candy. On the bag, it says, criddles. Taste the pain, bro. Oh, oh my God. God. I don't want I don't want them anymore. That item was sent to us by a listener, Seth. Thank you, Seth, for the uh, criddles. I don't want them anymore. If you want to send us your own homebrew items, join the Discord. Yes, I welcome all. And there's a lot more coming this season already. Can I can I spoil it? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. He, I I told him not to tell me exactly what happens when we eat the criddles. Yeah, I told I was like I was like yeah. I don't tell me what happens when we eat the criddles. But what happens if we eat the criddles? He said each color does a different thing. Yes. So I'm excited. There are instructions. Each criddle does do a different thing. There are six colors, uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. You can only have one criddle per day, though. Your body physically cannot handle more than one criddle. I mean, what if you shove the whole bag in your mouth? You do explode. In a rainbow. You do then taste the pain, bro. Everyone get Lindsay on the phone. It's time for some character (laughs) work. Because we are shoving these in our mouths. Um, yeah, so I uh, I pick up the bag of criddles and I go to Ivana. I say, hello, uh, Ivana. I would love to take this bag of candies. I, I love sweet things, sweet treats. Humphrey kind of uh, gets a little, he flinches when they mention eating sweet treats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame you. I got a little sweet tooth myself. Now I only got one of those left. So how much money you got on you? Uh, how much do you think it's going to cost? Oh, this is a pretty good item. <laughs> That's not how stores work. Are y'all familiar with the brand? Uh, these came in with our shipment of candies, and I'd never seen these before, but I figured I'd put them out. Is it something you're familiar with? Uh, does Humphrey say that loud? Cause... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it until now. Can I charm her into thinking that they are a regular bag of candy? Yeah. Okay. Well... I do believe that they are just regular candies. They made from a, you know, sometimes when you are in um, a different country, they have different flavors, uh, such as you know the matcha green tea Kit Kats in Japan. So maybe this is probably the same thing. Yeah, or magic flavor. Um, as you say, I'm like I'm literally about to like sock you in the mouth. So <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I say um, or nor I'm free. I uh, do believe your cosplay is getting to your head. Magic does not exist in the real world, <laughs> and you know that. Right, right. Well, I do magic in my show sometimes. Oh, yes, your uh, show on Friday. I can't wait to go see it. I reckon I'll do a trick for you then. Thank you so much. I am so happy. And with that being said, do I need to charm her, or do I, can I just... Uh, give me a gold for it. Give me a gold. I'll be happy. So I am going to give her a gold. Let me take that out of my inventory. Okay. You still do have this screaming box. Hey, what are you doing? Let me out of here. Hey, hey. LMAO. The box is going back with me to my hut. Oh. To my place of business. That's so threatening. I mean, it's a screaming box clearly from Magical World. I don't want it just out in the open. I am leaving Ozidens with a bag of criddles, and I am going to go back to the restaurant to tell Edith and Sherry that... I have found the package, and we need to leave post-haste. You can make your way to the restaurant and do that. Edith is sitting at the bar still. Uh, peanuts and all. Water gun. Pew, 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 pew. I ask um, Humphrey to stay outside, and I leave the bag with Humphrey. I leave my purse with Humphrey so that we don't have a screaming box inside of the restaurant. Okay. Is the box saying anything while I'm holding it? Yeah, let me out of here. Get, what the hell's going on? I've been here too long. What's going on here? Wait, you, what, what you, I'm holding you outside of a restaurant. Okay, that sounds great. I'm hungry. Let me out. Okay, and I open it. Great. Inside of the box, you find a sausage that is talking to you. It has no legs, no arms, but it is a sentient sausage talking to you. And it says, hey, it's bright as hell. Thanks for letting me out. What's your, what's, God... This is a restaurant. Let's go get something to eat. I'm Frankie. I'm Frankie the Sausage. What's your, what's your name, friend? My name's Humphrey. Uh, he, they. I have been told not to go inside the restaurant. Humphrey, listen, buddy, pal. My name's Frankie. I'm a, I'm a very hungry sausage, okay? I need some food in me. So if we got a restaurant, unless you got some food on you, you got anything I can eat? I've been in a box for two weeks. I, do I also have the criddles? No! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, they're no, in. No, I have the criddles. Okay. You didn't put them in your bag? No. No. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry there, partner. I don't got nothing to eat out here. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Maybe we should just go inside the restaurant. I, Give I me a little something to it. eat. Get some pizza, some pasta. Let me just eat inside. Okay. There we go. That's a good friend, Humphrey. You're a good friend. Thank you. And then Humphrey walks inside. Do I see them walk inside? Yeah, Humphrey will be holding the box uh, just open. Yes, right out in front of me. As they walk inside. Look at the ceiling of this place. Florals and Spring sees Humphrey and the box open. And just like click clack heels going crazy over to Humphrey and says, Humphrey, you had a very explicit instruction. And your job was to keep the um, box closed uh, with it inside my purse and stay outside uh, while I uh, got Edith and Sherry. And I see that you have failed to follow these instructions. Right. I, they were hungry and they told me that we could get food inside. Exactly. What are they? I'm some sort of kilt boss. I was. My name is Frankie. What's your name? Who's talking here? Come look in the box. I can't see you. I uh, look into the box, and I see the sausage, and I say, "Arnar, our hello. I am Florals in Spring, but you can call me Cleor, and you must be." Uh, I think this is Rory. The package that was sent to Miss Scurvy. Yeah, some woman put me in a box. My name's Frankie. Nice to meet you there, Cleo. Cleo, nice to meet you. What, can I get some food? I've been in a box for a while. You know, I need some food. Absolutely not. Um, you are a sausage, and so I'm sure that um, you don't really require food unless you were cursed by the fairy godmother. I don't talk about your anatomy and how you do things. Don't talk about my anatomy and how I do things. I need food. I'm a, I'm a sausage. Okay, well, I'm assuming you're a vegan since you're made of meat. So I go and get a dash of water and a crust of bread. The fuck? You making me a sandwich? I don't want to be a sandwich. Don't put me in no bun. Oh, my God. I give him the dash of water and a crust of bread. I close the box up and I, like, yank my purse from Humphrey. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Well, now now that we got our food, I could just take him back outside. Yeah, let me out. Just a hungry little guy. Close the lid on. Um, Humphrey, on. I do believe that if we are going to be traveling together in the future, especially in the faint wilds where things mm-hmm. get a little treacherous and a little um, treasonous, yeah. it would be within your best interest to make sure that you are following all the instructions given so that we do not end up in a predicament, which may be why you ended up in the predicament that you are in right now where you are half gingerbread man because uh, you probably were not following instructions. Yeah, they, they didn't really write instructions on the tree stump. Have you been to the fair well? I can't quite remember, but I do know that I ended up all human, or all in one piece, and you clearly have not. Yeah, that's true. Please follow all instructions so that we do not get ourselves hurt. Okay, okay. I take my purse, and I say, I'm free. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. And I walk away (laughs) to go find Edith and Cherry. A little frosting tear goes down at their gingerbread side. Probably looks like literal, literal dripping cum. Okay. You ruined a beautiful moment. You're not wrong. I just didn't want to hear it. Gross. Yes. Uh, so you can find Edith and Cherry. Frankie will be yelling from within the box the whole time. As soon as Clear walks up to Edith, Edith says, Oh, hey, Clear. Hello. As Cleo says hello. Edith, like, does a quick draw from her side with the the pistols and shoots, double shoots, peach brandy into his mouth. Um, Cleo uh, dodges the brandy. Can Humphrey make, like, a dex check to try and catch it in their mouth? Yeah, I would think it would be dex for both of those. You are outside. Damn it, you're right. You're going to have to roll because she really, like, she's been waiting. She's been sitting there waiting for you to come back to be able to do this. Okay, I'll make a dexterity saving throw, bitch. I hate you. I rolled a natural 20 plus 4. Successful dodge. I say, uh, Wheel, I didn't keep this body as snatched as it is um, by drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Oh, come on. And then I um, uh, look and I say, "Mm, 
Uh, Edith, it seems that we have Scurvy's package. And while we have her package, it is indeed a talking kielbasa. And we need to go back to my headquarters so that we can interrogate this kielbasa. A talking sausage? Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen it. That is very surprising. Uh, but I understand you want to get back. But uh, as you see right here, Rory's getting ready to walk over. Arnor! The man at the bar will say, Hey, Rory, come over here. We got some people that want to talk to you. Inside to the restaurant walks a balding man in his you know, 60s, maybe? Button shirt tucked into brown pants. Comfortable shoes. The whole look kind of looks comfortable. Wearing glasses and a thick mustache. And uh, he walks over. Uh, this is Rory. And this is also where we're going to end the episode. Oh. Shit. I like that. <laughs> I once got told I looked comfortable while I was waiting in line for a gay bar, and it was one of the worst things anyone's ever told me. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for episode two of Roll Gay Roleplay Season 4. I'm Chris the DM. Find me on social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandon. You can find me at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok. Hi, I'm Katie. Uh, I'm uh, taking a break from social media. Just like, really work on my mental health. I feel that. Hi, I'm Jonathan. You can find me on Instagram at Eugene underscore J90. And you can find me uh, Florals in Spring on TikTok at Groundbreaking33. Thanks for joining, everybody. Bye! Bye! Bye. Toodles! RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.